Welcome to Femboldened, a podcast where inspiration meets aligned action, where science meets spirit, and where you've landed to enliven the bold within you. I'm your host, Angelica Pascone, women's empowerment coach, specializing in helping heart-centered, high achievers like you shatter their personal and professional self-built glass ceilings. Get ready to awaken to your truest potential as we dive deep into the emboldened stories, wisdom, and medicine of our fellow sisters to energize you into living your bold. The question is, are you ready? Let's get started. Emboldened. Hello and welcome, Femboldeners. I am so excited to have Laura Muckney here with us today. Laura and I have known each other for over a, almost a year now, and she is just a soul sister of mine instantaneously. I'm so grateful for her, but let me tell you a little bit more about who she is and what she does. She is a tantric abundance coach, intuitive healer, writer, world traveler, and she's honest when she says this, lover of life. She helps you activate abundance in your relationships, career, and everyday life through the spiritual's practice of Tantra. Become wildly abundant with Laura. Laura, welcome. How are you? What's alive with you today? Oh, thank you so, so much, Angelica. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Just so, so grateful. Um, Yeah, I have a lot of energetic, like um, passionate, creative energy flowing through me today. So it's just creativity flowing. It feels really, really good. Um, I just uh, was at the beach earlier as well. I'm living here in Chile at the moment. It's just gorgeous. And yeah, enjoying the beautiful weather and just, you know, getting into my my writing and letting it all happen intuitively. It's been really amazing. (laughs) Mm, I love that so much. And I've always known you to follow your intuition all the time, Mm. even when self-doubt creeps in. You have always been one to follow inspiration rather than force. And that's something I've always admired about you. Has that been the case for you for most of your life? Always. Yes. Yes. I have always been very much in touch with my intuition, with following my heart and trusting in that Um, right from the start. Like ever since I can remember, like when I was little, I you know, I was a nature child, I was always playing in the fields and in the forest running around and exploring. So I always had this really like adventurous spirit. And I could really feel that in myself. And uh, I, you know, I knew that I didn't want to live like a cookie cutter kind of life that was like, prescribed to me, so to speak, like, I wanted to be able to really be true to myself and make choices that I really aligned with and that felt right for me. Um, Even if that didn't like look you know, so-called right um, for social standards, so to speak. Um, But yeah, I I always was. I was always very intuitive. I followed my path. And, you know, it wasn't always easy, but it has been incredible. You know, I've stayed true to myself and I'm so grateful that I've made that commitment to myself. Hmm. Yes. (laughs) I think if I, if I, if I thought about everybody that I knew, yeah, you have always been one to really tune inward mm-hmm. at all times. So I always, I've always admired that about you. If I haven't said that no. to you before. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah. And I mean, and that's not to say that I don't have like, you know, some 
down times and like spiraling thoughts and limiting beliefs coming up, that definitely happens. Um, much less now since I've done like a whole lot of personal development work over <laughs> myself over the last years on this spiritual journey I've been on. Um, but yeah, you know, it happens. It's part of being human. And it's a matter of like accepting that within yourself and recognizing it when it happens, being okay with it and finding ways to move through that, to release that, to come back to yourself, to come back to your heart. Yeah. <laughs> now we haven't talked about this yet on the podcast, but is that what coming back to the heart? Is that what Tantra is all about? What is, what is Tantra? Yes. Oh yes. Okay. So <laughs> Tantra is, it's amazing because it's so holistic. It's, it's so all inclusive. So on one hand, you know, you could talk about so many different things when it comes to Tantra because Tantra does include everything. It's a spiritual practice. It's a way of being, it's a way of creating more ease and flow within yourself and within your life. And ultimately, what it comes down to is loving yourself, accepting yourself, all flaws included. So it's just so kind and loving. It creates that space where you're not judging yourself all the time, where you're allowed to feel everything you're feeling, no matter what it is, right? To just normalize feeling sad, feeling frustrated, feeling angry, being happy, like all of it. So it's just really, really you being your true, authentic, expressed self. That's ultimately what Tantra comes down to. And there's many different practices within Tantra. They're, they're very much about embodiment and just really getting into that space within yourself. And then this has a, a ripple effect, right? To your relationships, to your family, your friends, your community. Um, and it's just gorgeous. It's something that I really connected with. Um, that's why I did my Tantra teacher training a couple of years ago. And I just haven't looked back. <laughs> <laughs> it's so you know I don't I don't think it was until honestly over the last couple of weeks I was reading this book called um Pussy a Reclamation and I mean I've heard from everybody else before feel your emotions don't run away mm -hmm. from them but it's so ingrained within us to just run away it you is. know and and because it's uncomfortable and what ends up happening is just like this an internal tension and then yeah. you get headaches and you start exploding seeping mm -hmm. boogers, like all sorts yeah. of stuff. <laughs> but I, I don't, it wasn't until this book that I realized, especially for women mm. that having emotions is actually a gift. Yes. And, um, even more so, you know, since becoming a mother, I have, a whole new set of emotions that I didn't even know existed. And I don't think there's even words for them. Mm. And it was frustrating at first, you know, why can't, yeah. why can't, why am I being emotional? Why am I being hormonal instead of saying, mm -hmm. Oh, wow, yeah. this is allowing me to be even more powerful and allowing to, yeah. to feel through them. And as you were talking, I sort of had this realization that, well, isn't being tantric just being human because that's what separates mm -hmm. us from other animals. I mean, dogs get angry and dogs get happy, but mm -hmm. they, and they feel those emotions, yeah. but we have such an array mm -hmm. of emotions and we have the ability to feel through them. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Um, it is very much about being human and about accepting the whole scope of it, right? Because we are very complex. There's many layers. And I think a big issue in our world today with many people, and especially with women, 
is that we've suppressed so, so much. We've shoved so much away that we put in a box and we're like, no, you know, we got to, we can't experience these things. We can't feel these things. We can't talk about these things. Um, and then we're hiding and we're not being our true selves. And of course, as we do that, we, we start to resent things. We start to, you know, it builds up inside this frustration, this anger, and we're trying to somehow deal with that. And then, you know, we get more stressed, we get more upset, we go into these loops and these cycles. And it's also really important to recognize, like, you know, in Tantra as well, like the feminine and the masculine, that it exists, this energy within both men, women, you know, however people identify, and it's supposed to be interwoven and in balance. And, you know, largely what I'm seeing is that people are very unbalanced in those energies. And of course, generally, it's the masculine that we put on a pedestal much more than the feminine, right? So people are really low in that creative, intuitive and emotional feminine flow where they're able to just be and feel and receive because you receive from this place as well. So, you know, I think that's why a lot of people struggle with really creating the life of their dreams, you know, stepping into their desires. Um, and I teach tantric abundance, right? So that's really like creating abundance in all these areas of your life because abundance and tantra go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. When you are in this state of being your true self, um, feeling things, you know, things start to lift off you. Things become lighter. Things become easier as you're more true to who you are. And then, of course, you're much better able to show up in the world the way you want to do the things you love, to create that abundance, to be able to receive. And this is being tantric. So it's creating this awareness, right? You're you're more aware of what's going on and you're more intuitive. That's really a huge, huge aspect of Tantra. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> just like, it's I had just, a whole other direction that I was going to go, but I'm just going to go this way. No. <laughs> all right. So, all right. What, to, what did your Tantric journey look like? Mm. Yeah, well... It started a while ago um, where I was exploring with different spiritual modalities, you know, just like I was kind of in a dark night of the soul kind of situation, um, even though I had been like traveling the world, living this freedom lifestyle, which was incredible. I mean, I'm still living it, but I was trying to figure out more purpose in my life, like rather than just hopping around the planet, you know, and being the tourist and exploring these places, I wanted a little bit more of something deeper within myself. So that's when I, you know, started spiraling a little bit because I'd thought by now at this point, this was like my mid twenties where I thought it would just come to me. Like I would just kind of figure it out. Right. And I wasn't really figuring it out. So mm -hmm. I started to then do things to initiate myself, I suppose. Um, so I started, you know, reading self-help books, going to do different types of yoga, um, different meditation classes. So that's kind of where it started. I got into energy healing. Like I love Reiki. So that's mm -hmm. also what I what I do as well. Um, herbalism, just all sorts of things. And then there was a friend of mine that's talked about Tantra. And I was like, Oh, okay, this is interesting. Like, what is this? Like, I thought like, just ooh, kinky sex, like, okay, like, what is that? Like, where? where <laughs> what's that all about? Like, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, because a lot of people think that's what it's all about when they hear mm -hmm. Tantra in the West. They think that just kinky sex positions. Um, and it turns out Tantra is very much about your sexual energy, but that is your personal power, your mm -hmm. creational life force energy. It's all the same thing, right? And Tantra does focus a lot on the sexual aspect, but it's all interwoven. It's all one. So I realized it was so much deeper than that. And so I, I, I did a bunch of research, looked into this. 
And I found a, um, a school in Bali that was doing Tantra. There's multiple different ones. This is uh, tribal Tantra. Shout out to them. <laughs> um, and I flew to Bali and I did my teacher certification over one month. So similar to yoga, like 200 hours certified. And I just dove deep when I was there, you know, in the first class, all 40 of us were standing in a circle holding hands naked. And it was so powerful. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Mm. You, you shared mm. that in a recent post. And I was like, I don't know if I would have the gumption to do that. Mm. That takes a lot of bravery. Yes, it did. And it was edgy it was edgy I mean like and we weren't told like this would happen in the first class right Mm -hmm. so it just kind of happened it was like kind of sprung on us but in a good way yeah but wow it was so powerful to one to witness others you know like of course it was a choice it was an invitation you didn't have to do Mm -hmm. this right right um but most people did and it was just so beautiful watching people, you know, because you knew that they felt edgy and things were coming up for them. And just to hold that space for somebody in itself was so powerful. And then to be the one to do it, right? Like we were all in these little groups, like little circles. And then each person would have like three minutes in the middle to basically undress and just kind of like move around. And everybody was sitting there, like just watching. Um, Oh yes. It was, my heart was coming out of my chest, you know? And yeah, it was, I had, I mean, obviously I'd never done something like that before. I mean, where do you do that? Like, we don't really do that, do we? <laughs> um, but it was beautiful. And then everybody at the end standing together, holding hands, just like looking at one another in silence. And that set the foundation for so many breakthroughs and so much healing within people, you know, and it was so powerful and it, it wasn't sexual. We were standing there naked, but it wasn't sexual. It was so much deeper than that. It was incredible. Mm. Wow. What what kind of shifts did you experience following that circle? Uh, yeah. It seems like like an initiation. Oh, it was. It was an circle initiation. Circle of initiation. Yeah. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Um, what did I experience? Well, first I I was judging my like so it started with me feeling like I was judging myself, my own body, right? Because I had had issues with with my body growing up like most of us do. At that point, I hadn't fully healed my skin yet. So like I have now through a lot of work, um, inner work, I've healed my skin just by loving it. Um, But at that time, I hadn't yet. And so I still had blemishes, you know, in certain places. And I just felt really uncomfortable um, showing myself completely naked in front of all these people that I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) As you probably would. Yeah, I would imagine. uh, Yeah. But I also knew at the same time, I was like, Laura, like, this is like my internal voice, my intuitive voice. It was like, this is going to be so powerful for you. Like, here you are in this moment, you're being invited into this. This is going to do something for you that's so deep. And I didn't even really know what that was necessarily Mm. at that that time. Um, But I trusted it. And so I was taking my clothes off. And as I was doing it again, feeling super edgy, like all eyes on me, you know, heart beating. Mm. But then when they were off, it was a release. It was a release instantly. Like it still felt edgy, but there was a, like a lightness and like this heaviness lifted off. And I was like, this is okay. Like I, I'm okay in my body. Like I'm okay to be here to be seen. And it's like, I, like my soul had been craving that, like craving this, this being witnessed, 
this acceptance for, for everything that I am in that moment, you know, and it was so, so powerful. I, I almost broke out in tears. I didn't quite, but I almost did. And, oh, I could just breathe lighter. It felt so good. And, and then as a result, you know, the, the following days, the following weeks, all the, I mean, we did so many more practices um, of different sorts and it was just allowed me to be more open to, to speak more from my heart, you know, to not hold back, to share things that maybe I hadn't before. And every time I did that, it was like a layer was being peeled off Mm. of me every single time. Like I was becoming more and more myself, you know, I, I was allowing more love, you know, more love within myself for myself and for everyone, for the whole world. Like it was incredible. This is why I resonate so much with Tantra, you know, it's so, so powerful. (laughs) That Mm. is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Yeah, I'm happy to, really. (laughs) So talking about following your heart, even Mm. before, it sounds like before you even found Tantra or Tantra found you, Mm -hmm. you were already following your heart all over the world. I was, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Oh my goodness, yes. This is something I knew right from an early age, right? I was like, I would like to travel the world. I, uh, and you know, there was so much pressure, right? Like from, from your peers, from society, you had, there's expectations and it was like, okay, so you graduate high school, then you pick a uni, you pick a degree, you go do that. You go and buy a house, get married, do the whole thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. And I want to create a home, you know, I want to have a family later. Like, yes. But I knew that I didn't want to necessarily do it in that order. Um, I knew I didn't want to do it in a certain timeline. Um, I wanted to really do it my way because it felt true and it felt right. And so I didn't go to school. I was like, nope, I'm going to go travel the world and just see what happens. If I want to go to school later, I can still do that. You know, Mm -hmm. like, so I, yeah, what I did is um, after graduating, I had put a little bit of money aside, you know, savings for traveling while I was in high school, I had a little side job and put that away. And then I went to Europe with my friend. That was my first big trip. So, oh, wow. yeah, when I was 18 years old, me and my friend, we traveled through Europe for three and a half months. So oh my goodness, I know. And, and yeah, and a lot of people were telling us, they're like, whoa, you're only 18 and you're out here traveling. Like they were shocked. And we, we were, we were kind of surprised that they were so shocked. You know, now looking back, I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I was only 18. That's a bit shocking, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it was, it just felt natural. It felt, you know, it was, it was a little intimidating. I'm not going to lie to be out there in the big wide world at a young age. However, it was also thrilling. Like it was fun. It was exciting. It was an adventure. And that of course gave me the travel bug, like big time mm-hmm. <laughs> once you start. So, and from then on, I just, you know, would come back to Canada, work for a little bit. Then I would go and think, okay, where do I want to go next? Um, I did a little trip to New York city um, and Montreal. And then I went and did a, um, a work and travel, like a live abroad in Australia, which was really exciting. Mm-hmm. So just kind of like went there one way <laughs> ticket, like whoop, going. <laughs> that was my next big thing. And I went by myself. So I didn't travel with my friend there, I went by myself and I instantly made friends. You know, I met so many amazing people. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was beautiful. So I lived over that lived and traveled in Australia for a year and a half on the, the East coast. Yeah. It was oh, the kangaroos and the koalas and the parrots, you know, like 
all these animals I'd never seen before. It was so exciting um, living by the beach because I'm, I'm from the mountains and the forest in Canada, which I love, but I hadn't really known, you know, the beach life. And so like a little bit of something else, which was really beautiful to explore. And then where did I go after that? Goodness, it's kind of hard for me to keep track now. Thinking about the yeah, I know you've been so quite places. <laughs> I know. Um, I went to uh, Thailand. So mm. Thailand, that was the next place. Um, and then Nepal, I went hiking in the Himalayas, which was oh really amazing. Yeah. So I went, I should have done this the other way around in hindsight. I was laying on a beach in Thailand for three weeks and then went hiking. Not a good idea. If anyone's <laughs> You know, thinking about doing this combo, go the other way around. (laughs) Um, First, you know, condition yourself to do the hike, which also I hadn't done. I was like, oh, I'm 21. I don't need to condition myself. I'll be fine. I was quite sore. Um, But yeah, so, you know, do the Himalayas first, then go lay on a beach. But I, I did it the other way around and it was a beautiful experience and the Himalayas are amazing. Again, met some really incredible people, locals and travelers. Um, gosh, it was, oh, it was just unreal, you know, like unreal. Like it's, it's hard to describe, you know, like, I mean, obviously some things you really do need to experience to really appreciate fully. Um, and from there, I went back to Canada. I was in Canada for a couple of years. I did some traveling within Canada. So I also did like big road trips through Canada, Um, met my ex-partner. We then went to New Zealand. Oh, and we were also in Iceland and again, in other places in Europe, (laughs) Um, New Zealand, and then back to Australia. I was living there again on the other side of the country for four years, did a few trips there, went to Bali, back to Canada. Oh, goodness. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot. And, and I'm in Chile now. Oh, and I was in Eastern Europe. And that's where I met my soulmate in Albania. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's where we connected when we that's first right. had our, well, not I in Albania, but last that. year. And mm. I said, Albania is my favorite place. And you said, oh, I've been there. I was just there. Not yes. too long ago. It was literally the most epic moment. Like when you said that I had like this, like, what was it? What's it called? Um, it wasn't an intuitive. It was a, what did I say? Uh, deja vu it was like a deja vu I had like a deja vu moment like when you said mm-hmm. that and I just felt like this like beautiful connection between us it was so amazing oh, yeah and then I pulled mm. up pictures of the blue eye and I yeah. said do you do you see this do you ever see this place it looks like fern gully and then when I found my house I said Laura it looks like fern gully yes. <laughs> And oh, it's so true. And Fern Gully, of course, we connected on that because that is such a beautiful mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm. Oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah. So you've been, I mean, I knew you've been all over, but you've been all over. I have. It's been like 40 countries or 41 countries now. I should probably do a recount. Wow. But it's been around 40 countries. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like so many people have the travel bug to begin mm-hmm. with. But so many other people have it and and don't act on it yeah. due to fear or mm-hmm. lack of funds or yeah. whatever, lack of support, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, yeah. what my big question is when, when you had graduated high school and you wanted to do things differently and you said, I'm, I'm going to go, so I'm going to go to Europe for three mm-hmm. and a half months. Mm-hmm. What was that like? So what were your supports like? What sort of, I don't want to call them obstacles, but I guess obstacles that were mm-hmm. coming up for you mm-hmm. in order to 
to check that off your bucket list. If that was yeah. Even yeah, yeah, I am. Well, I will say that with my initial trip to Europe, I I was pretty supported with that. So it was a short trip. It was a short trip. I'd been planning for it for a few years. I had, you know, a bit of money saved for it. So, um, and also for my grad present, my parents gave me some money for the flight, which was, they paid for that, which was so nice. So this was, was a bit more supported in that sense. Um, and I think it's also a little bit more common nowadays, or maybe it's just in Canada where, you know, you graduate high school and you might go for like a year abroad, you know, like traveling a little bit before uni. That's sort of a common thing. Um, so it wasn't that big of a deal, I suppose, in that sense. So, but what happened after that is, is I continued, right? Like I wanted to go mm-hmm. further. I wanted to go to more places for longer. Um, and that's when people were like, oh, but why, why are you doing this? Like, shouldn't you be, you know, going to school now or, or taking this ne- next, you know, expected life step. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody actually came up to me once and we'd gotten in conversation somewhere and he was like, so why are you going? And I said, well, why not? It's, mm. it's what I, it's what I feel like, you know, it's what I want to do it's, I can make it happen. I can make that choice. We're all free to make choices and we have the power to create change. And so when you, you know, when you really set an intention, when you have this desire and you focus on that, you know, you can make it happen and you don't need to have all the answers as well. You know, just trust it, trust it to somehow unfold for you and trust that, you'll then know what action you need to take next to be able to fulfill whatever it is you want to fulfill. And I think that's a big thing for me. Like I just, I take leaps, you know, I take leaps of faith. I I allow things to unfold in ways that are unexpected. Like when I went to Australia, for instance, I went on a one-way ticket by myself. I didn't have a lot of savings. I just went on a working holiday visa and I was like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to show up. <laughs> um and you know I had my initial destination but aside from that I it was all open and then things just began to unfold you know with people that I met new opportunities new ideas and I just trusted it and it worked out pretty good I mean and yeah like I said like, there's some there's some ups and downs there's some challenges but that's just part of the adventure right so yeah I say just go for it Whatever it is that you are desiring that you're wanting, go for it. Because I've had other people say like, oh, like, I wish I, you know, I was brave enough to do this. Or, you know, I would like to do something like this. And you can, you can be brave. You can, you can do it. And if it feels edgy, but you still want to do it, just leap. (laughs) I love that so much. And, you know, I feel like so many people say it, but having known you over the past year, you... Are so genuine, and you're like, it's really not that hard. I mean, it feels hard, but it isn't. And I know yeah. that I'll be okay. Like you yeah. always, you uh, you have so much trust in your ability to surrender. Mm. I've always been envious, <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. Is yeah, I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Even absolutely. if the worst thing happens, I'm yeah. gonna figure it out. Exactly. Yeah, it it really is. It's very much about that trust, trusting in the unknown that you don't need to have all the answers right now, because I think a lot of people always want to have the answers. They want to have the control because it feels safe, right? Which makes complete sense. Like I understand Mm -hmm. where that comes from. And, you know, I still get into times sometimes where I would maybe like to have some more answers or some more control ahead of time. But, but then I come back and I think, well, you know, it's not the case and that's okay. And look at my life so far, things have worked out pretty good. So, you know, there's, 
there's challenges and that's all right. I'm just going to accept it, let it come and just like allow myself to feel through it, to be guided through it, you know, with intuition, like really get back to that. And that's like, you know, in my daily practices through meditation and other things, that's what I really come to, right? Like back to myself, back to that deep truth in myself. And if that's your North star, you know, if you are allowing your highest intentions to be your guiding light, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. (laughs) Mm. I love this so much. This is great. (laughs) So, okay. Not to, not to be a Debbie Downer. What would you, because I know you see that you see all of these things with such grace, so it's not going to go that way. What would you say was your most challenging moment in all of your travels? Oh, wow. My most challenging moment. Oh, okay. There was, I think, a few little ones here and there, even though like, I will say that I really am the kind of person to see the, the cup half full, you know, like, and always find like the silver lining. So really do. (laughs) yeah, yeah. Which is great, by the way, to have a perspective like that, just because it makes things generally Mm -hmm. a bit easier. Um, there was one moment that kind of came up to me that was a bit scary. It was the first time I went to Australia was kind of halfway through. So I had, I had had a job. I was working as a receptionist in a hostel And then I went traveling for a bit and then I was a bit irresponsible and I kind of like spent all my money. So I ended up on this, it's a funny story too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I ended up kind of in the middle of this Australian farming land and um, at this place where they offer travelers like farm work, right? Mm. So so you work Mm -hmm. on a farm. It's actually very common in Australia to do this, um, to also be able to extend your visa for longer just to make some money. But you hear like horror stories. So you have like, you know, the people that love it and have great experiences and the people that don't have such good experiences. And I felt really trapped there. You know, I wasn't with any friends. I didn't really connect with the people there. And I found myself on a sweet potato farm. (laughs) And goodness, I love sweet potatoes, but my feet were never that orange before in my life. literally stained (laughs) orange and it was miserable like the humidity the heat this was in like northeast Queensland and the farmers were not friendly like these were like it's like we were being used like slave labor and I felt like oh my god like I have to do this for a few months to get some money like this is horrendous so um, I I ended up, I felt quite desperate and I really didn't want to ask like anybody for help, you know, because I'm like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I shouldn't mm. need help, oh, which by the way, that's a whole other thing to deconstruct, but yes. maybe, maybe that's for another time. But um, uh, I asked my, my parents for help, asked my dad for some help. And, you know, of course I felt really disappointed in myself, you know, and he like, he was like, Laura, how could you get yourself into this situation? That's so irresponsible. I swore to myself, you know, I didn't want to get myself into that situation ever again. Um, But he did help me out. He gave me a little bit of money so I could get myself out of there. So I didn't have to have permanently stained feet because it was a real fear of mine. (laughs) Um, And I found my way back to, to Sydney. I actually ended up getting my old job back for a while and everything was, you know, it was fine from there. But that was, that was definitely a challenging point for me. Um, mm-hmm. and it taught me a lesson, you know, it's like, okay, like think ahead a bit more, be a bit more 
responsible with with something like finances and yeah I got out of it but it was I mean it makes for a good story now doesn't it too <laughs> mm-hmm. yes and I've never knew that about you Okay, something new. <laughs> now, do you do you eat, still eat sweet potatoes, or does this memory come up every time it's on your plate? <laughs> no, actually, I absolutely love sweet potatoes. I think they're delicious. Okay. Um, I think for a little while after, like directly after, I avoided them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I got back into them because I I do I do love sweet potatoes. I can't hold it against all the sweet potatoes. You know, that's not no. fair. <laughs> that isn't fair. No, they're Ezzy's favorite. Hmm. Right up there. Yeah, I, I don't blame them. They're good. <laughs> oh my goodness, too funny. So I'm curious with with COVID. I feel like mm. COVID just put a wrench in everybody's plans. Yes, what yes. was that like? As for you being such a such a traveler, mm-hmm. what was that like over the past? Gosh, it's been mm. a year and a it's been half, a long time. Yeah, almost a year and a half now. Yeah, hard to believe. Yeah. Well, what happened was I, I had met my lovely partner, my soulmate, my soulmate in Albania. Um, and that was just before COVID hit. So that was like, um, September, 2019. And we had traveled a bit through Europe and he had gone back to Chile to, you know, spend the holidays with his family. He hadn't been back in a while. And I went back to Canada to spend the holidays in Canada. And the plan was that he was going to come to Canada on a visa to to come be with me in Canada. And then COVID happened. And okay, so backtrack slightly. This was just just before COVID happened. Like, I think it just got out. But the travel, you could still travel at that point. Mm-hmm. Like it was like those first couple of weeks. Yeah. So I said, Okay, hey, why don't I come down to Chile? It's somewhere I've always wanted to go anyway. And um, you're from there. Like, why don't I just come down there? And we'll wait for your visa. And because we didn't want to spend any more time apart, you know, because it was like yeah. new love and no, like you want to cuddle. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hello. Um, like, I need my spoon at night. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I came down here and and thank goodness it was like two weeks before everything closed down right so Mm -hmm. I had just made it and of course he didn't end up getting the visa because of COVID so we would have actually like really been separated for much longer had I not come I didn't even think of that oh I'm so incredibly grateful that you know we're we're together here um so it was it's been tough like it really you couldn't you know the quarantine in Chile has been pretty strict so you know for a while there we couldn't really even leave the house you know unless we were getting groceries or walking the family dogs we were living in Santiago for a few months with his family and we were grateful to be together but it was really it was hard it was frustrating it was like wow we wanted to go here and do this and this Mm -hmm. and now we couldn't um At the same time, I will say it was also a bit of a blessing because it grounded me more to actually concentrate more on creating my business on really getting into my coaching to give me more of that time, you know, because when I travel a lot, that's just what I concentrate on. I'm like, Ooh, adventure over here, you know, a new thing over here. Um, So in that sense, it was kind of good because I now had to be in one place. There wasn't much I could do. So I could really focus more on doing more personal development work on working on my business on, you know, getting really creative with my writing and with everything. So I'm grateful in that sense. Um, And then we were able to move to this little town um, on the coast right here. This is where we are now. 
which is so great because I love nature. You know, I needed to get out of the city. And so here we have the ocean, the beach, some forest, which is so nice um, just to get more energized, have fresh air. And uh, so we're living here in this apartment and just loving it. Sunsets are amazing. Um, and we, we managed to do a little trip to Patagonia in March. Mm-hmm. So for, I think it was a week or just over a week. So that was gorgeous. But it was challenging, you know, with with all the whole processes that you have to now go through to even do that. Um, and yeah, we've just put a lot of the plans kind of on hold for now, you know, just seeing how things go. We're, we're grateful where we are. We're together, um, enjoying doing little mini road trips, you know, whatever we can do. Like along the coast, we just explored a new area a few days ago, which was really nice. Um, and we're working on uh, a visa process for Diego, a new visa process, like one that's more permanent for him to be able to come to Canada. And so it's a, it's, it's a, you know, it's challenging and it takes time. There's a lot of paperwork. So we don't know when that's all going to go through, but eventually we would like to go to Canada. Um, and then we'll see how the, the world is. And yeah, we'd love to travel more, go to more places definitely in the future. Um, but for now, we're here. It's okay. It's a bit. It's a bit weird for me to be in one place for so long. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. um, but but I'm also grateful. And you know, I have got plants on the balcony. I love gardening. So and and like I said earlier, like I do look forward to creating a home. And for now, this is a, our little home. And creating a more permanent one later. You know, I'm I I love that idea. Um, and travel will always be a part of my life. You know, I can always can always do that as well which is which is nice Mm. yeah you have such a way of answering the questions that before I ask them I was gonna say so where okay so we don't know where where you're going to be next other than you guys are going to spend some time in Canada yes Mm -hmm. what's on what's on the top of your list of places to explore oh oh my goodness my list of places to this is a good question um wow okay I will say I, I, you know, I ticked off quite a lot, so I'm very proud of myself there. Um, Croatia was a big one for me. Went and did that in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, Chile was definitely on top of my list as well. So and here I am. What's <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the top one? I think probably if I was gonna choose like a number one, and this is this is hard for me because you know there's so many places, but I would probably say at this point Costa Rica. Yeah, that's yes. really, it's calling me. Yeah, yeah, Costa yeah. Rica's calling me. And Nicaragua, you know, they're kind of similar, close mm-hmm. by, probably those two in Central America. Yeah, I think that's, yes. yeah, they're up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my, yeah. my other favorite place, Costa Rica. Mm. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, mm, I've heard good things. Yeah. yeah, Chris planned, he had a really good vacation that he planned for us. It was March 2019, right before I left my job. I think I mm-hmm. actually put in, no, I hadn't put in my notice yet. It was right before I started my first mastermind and he oh, took, and it was, so it was like the height of my spiritual awakening and I could still like talk to the leaves. <laughs> so I was oh my goodness. just immersed yeah. in everything. Amazing. And he had to spend, you know, three days in the volcanoes, three days in the rainforest and like four days on the beach or something like that. So he planned it mm-hmm. so perfectly. So, oh yeah, I, oh. I'm really looking forward to going and, and taking Ezzy with us yes. this time. So oh, I've, I've been feeling that as well. I, yeah. oh, no, I do. So I remember amazing. you mentioning that to the Costa Rica and that you want to go there and yeah, 
amazing. Like, I mean, I've heard such good things and, oh my goodness. Can you imagine if we just meet there? That would be really cool. Hey, like, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we probably will. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah, will. definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> so you've mentioned that you're coaching. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know what you consider your, your magic. I love asking this question. My magic. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I think the first thing that people really notice about me, which is also very accurate and very true is I have like this innate joy, like this joy for life, like this energy, this joy, this positivity. And it's, it's always been with me ever since I was little. I I think I was born with it. Um, I just have a real appreciation for life and I can really see the good in things and I can help other people see this within themselves and within their lives and activate more of that energy within themselves. Um, And thus, you know, create more of what it is that they desire. Um, And it's funny because, you know, when I was doing my Tantra training, the the participants there, it was kind of like a 50-50. So about half the people there, they saw this within me and they were instantly attracted to it, magnetized to it. They loved my energy. They were like, oh, my God, Laura, like, how are you doing this? Like, you know, this is amazing. We don't know many people with your kind of perception, with your energy, with your vibe. This is beautiful. So they really saw it and they resonated with it. The other 50% got really triggered by it because they thought it couldn't possibly be real. So they thought that I was, you know, maybe faking or pretending or that it's not possible to be so happy or to love life so much. And so it was really an interesting thing. And by the end of the, the course, it was a month long, a lot of the people that had been triggered recognized and realized like, okay, actually this is her, this is real and it is possible. And so it actually kind of helped them right? To be able to step into more of that themselves. It's very nourishing and healing and activating. Um, So I think that's like my number one magic that it's like an instant thing. It's very noticeable. It's very much who I am. It's like my essence. Um, And this is what I really use naturally, right? And intuitively to really help people with. Um, Yeah, I think that's probably that's, that's the magic. That's it. I think there's probably a few other things, but that's like the main one if I were to to come to one. Mm. Yeah. And if, if, they, if our listeners haven't figured that out by now, yeah. <laughs> then it's you're not listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh it. gosh. So, <laughs> you know, I think anybody who is in your, well, anybody who's in your, in your space to begin with, really benefits and feels, I know I do whenever we have our, our call mm-hmm. our spontaneous calls, I'm always uplifted. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I know, and I had, I don't, again, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but I, I always feel as though you see me like right mm-hmm. through me in every moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're so gentle, even, even when I have my self-doubt moments, you know, you, you still, you hold me in such a way and see me in such a way. And I guess I'm going on and on and gushing about you because the, because I think anybody who chooses to, to, to work with you in a self-development space is just on the, on the cusp of quantum leaping themselves. What, what does it look like to work with you? Uh, thank you for that, Angelica. Thank you for those words and that reflection. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, what does it look like? Well, we do a lot of embodiment work. We get into the energy 
right? Like we really get into the feels. <laughs> um, so I really, <laughs> I really support my, my clients to really allow everything that's present within themselves in any given moment to be expressed. So, you know, like I, I, I allow the complete person to show up and I encourage that. Um, so just, and to really also the other thing that I, I like to do is I like to show that other perspective, you know, to like, and we, we do that with words, there's things we say, but you know, like certain questions you can ask, but just to really, really hold that space where the person comes to these realizations themselves. Right. And it, there's just shifts that happen. It's like aha moments, like light bulbs that happen. So there's a lot of light bulbs <laughs> in my space. Um, yeah. And and just fun as well. You know, like there's a lot of fun energy. There's there's I, I love to dance. I bring dance and embodiment practices in mirror exercises, just like really get into it, like really feel everything. That's a very embodied practice. Um, yeah. So. And, and also we go deep into the vulnerability, you know, like working through the traumas, the limitations, the negative, you know, mind chatter that might be coming up for you, all these things that are holding people back. So we go there, you know, I, I, I let people really talk about these things and just feel safe to be seen, to be heard. Um, and then to, to just work through it, you know, in a way that is best for this person, because obviously everybody's different. So like I have my my techniques, my tools, the things that I bring to be able to create the guidance and the the transformation to occur for this person. Of course, they're doing the work, you know, themselves, I hold the space. Um, but also recognizing that everybody's unique and everybody's different. So really tuning into that, you know, and seeing like, okay, like, what's really coming up for, for you today? Like, what is really on your heart? Like, what's really there? Just really getting to the core like peeling back those layers, right? So it's not surface level, like we go deep. And at the same, like we do that and it's deep and it can be heavy, but it can also be so fun as well. And, you know, and things get lighter as we go along, right? We're, we're peeling everything back, things get lighter. Um, you step into your power, you know, you, you start really creating that abundance from within that freedom, that love, which is all there. It's, it's, it's a remembering. It's an, an unlearning of the conditions and the things that you think, you know, might be true that actually aren't like, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I'm not good enough for these reasons. So you begin to really see that these things aren't actually true, right? So it's like, what is actually true? Who are you really? What, you know, who are you? What is life really about? What is your truth? And really getting to the core of that and being able to own that right? To, to live that, to really be your true self. So this is what I, what I am passionate about. This is what I help a person to really step into. And through the work, through the tantric practices, through just, you know, utilizing intuition, you know, that's how I create the space and then magic happens. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's so amazing. And then you, you took the question again that I had in my head. I said, who's this for? And you're like, I was like, oh, it's right. She put it in a nice little bow. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so where can people, well, two questions. Mm. Where can people find you if they want to spend mm -hmm. more time in your energy? Because yeah. you offer a lot. Well, okay. I'm going to take your answer. <laughs> you offer a lot of amazing. I don't want to even call them freebies because it sounds lame. 
valuable. You offer a lot of valuable masterclasses Mm -hmm. and information and education and, and they can experience your energy where, where can they find you and what offer, what, what else do you have going on for offers? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. This is exciting because a lot of things have been coming up for me lately that I'm, you know, like wanting to create and actually creating now. Um, so you can find me on Facebook is my main um, place. So Laura Isabella and Laura Isabella Mahni. So I've got my, you know, two Facebook pages. Um, I just, just opened up my Facebook group actually literally yesterday. <laughs> Yay! Yes. So I'm going to be much more active in there. There's going to be lots of content, lots of free freebies, lots of high value mm-hmm. things, lots of trainings. So I'm super excited to hold this space and create this community. Um, so you can access that as well off of my my Facebook pages. You'll see where that is. If you look for it. It's Tantric Abundance. Um, and Instagram, I'm on there as well. So laura.isabella.mahni at Instagram. And, you know, I'm in the stories. I'm there. Um, and my website as well, lauraisabellabeauthentic.com. So you can find me there. I do. I did just do a free masterclass the other day, um, and that is available. There's a replay for that as well, and there's links to that too. If you go to my pages, you'll see where that is. So that is free. And please, if you know, if you feel feel the call, then definitely watch that. Um, and there's more coming. So I'm actually planning another masterclass soon um, and a workshop. There'll be a small investment for that. I'll put the details out soon. This is all about tantric codes to abundance so these like downloaded intuitively through a kundalini meditation i did so it was like really yeah i'm super super excited for that um if you wish to work with me one-to-one i do have spots available in my coaching program wildly abundant um so that's where we go into everything i was talking about earlier you know so like whatever it is that you are currently like struggling with or wanting to work on within yourself that's where we go. And it's so powerful. I just signed a new dream client as well, which is so exciting. We're going to get into it. Um, yes. and, yeah, celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, oh, yes. And there's going to be a group program on horizon as well. So mm. that's a bit further out. So I, I, you know, I'm just starting to starting to come together, but that's going to be fun. It's marinating. Yeah. It's marinating. Oh, I love that word. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, we, yes. we just marinated a lot of chicken yesterday. So that's Ooh. one of my words that I've used in the last 48 hours. So that's the I one that goes it. to mind. Love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. And one last Ooh. fun question. Mm-hmm. If you were to describe your essence mm-hmm. as a song, what song would it be? Oh my God, you asked the best questions. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is another this is another challenging one for me because oh I love so many songs. A song to describe my essence. My goodness. This is a bit different than like what is kind of my favorite song, isn't it? Because this is my essence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm. oh my goodness. Okay. Hold on. I might just need a second to think about this one. You go for it. Yeah. Mm. Normally things just pop into my head just like that, you know, but Sometimes I like to be moment. tricky. Mm-hmm. That was just an eyebrow raise for our listeners that I made. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. It's definitely something like, like uplifting. Yeah. Like, 
it's got like a beat to it because it's funny my favorite kind of music is I do love that kind of music too like you know like the 70s and like 80s sort of like dance type yes. music like what mm-hmm. is that like that one I'm terrible at singing and getting in tune so I'm not gonna start with that <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to break out in music like woo. Um, yep. but I like to listen to like a lot of sort of like ecstatic dance type music you know like oh. mose that's fun um, and like folk music I love as well but that's yeah. not really my essence if it was to be me. Um, maybe the song that I was just playing on on my master class when I when I started my master oh. class. I was yeah, I was playing um, uh, Everyone's a Winner by Hot Chocolate. I don't know if anybody knows. I've never heard of that. But it's that's that's a really fun one. Yep. And hot chocolate's delicious. Yes. And I love hot chocolate. So, and everybody is a winner. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure there's more, you know, this is going to be one of those things where after our call, I'm going to sit down and, and message you like five messages and be like, Angelica, I thought of all these, these songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <You're> the <ones. laughs> um, yeah. Wait, and you an invitation to do so. Mm. What it, can I ask you? Like, if you were to think of my my oh, I knew song, you were like, going to ask me this. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> like, what would you say? <laughs> I was thinking. Well, while you were pondering, I'm like, I hope nobody asked me this question. <laughs> I don't know the answer. It's, it's really hard. It's a hard one. Oh, it's a good question, gosh. but it's hard. Yeah. You know what song I re- actually? I know. I know what yeah. one it is, and it's so, okay. it's one that I consider that I consider. Speaking of 80s, I I consider. <laughs> like a sign, my, one of my signs from the universe, uh-huh. um, and that, and one of my angel signs, but it's, um, uh, what is it? He- it's, it's a Belinda Carlisle song, the heaven mm. on earth. Yeah. Heaven on Ooh. earth. Okay. Heaven on that earth. One. Oh, I think it's Belinda yeah. Carlisle. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to this after that sounds good. Yeah, I'll send it to you. There's another thing that just came through. It's really okay. Oh, so yeah. a good, a good friend. I don't actually know the name of the song or if it's even really a song, but my friend, a friend of mine sent me this and she's like, Laura, this is so you because she thinks of me as like a Disney princess, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she's like, this is you. And she sent me a clip from um, Sleeping Beauty walking around in the forest. And she starts to sing to like all the birds and the animals, like, la, 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 la. you know, like that. And she's right that's really me yeah she is she's absolutely right (laughs) yeah because I mean I'm an animal lover I love nature I start singing when I'm out with the trees and yeah Yeah, of course Mm, yeah if you haven't tried that yet you should (laughs) should. (laughs) Laura I had so much fun today this is this was the medicine I needed I'm so grateful. I mean, obviously I'm so grateful just to have you, but to have you as episode, by the way, number 11. (gasps) No way. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. And I, I honestly can't thank you enough for hopping on with me and for sharing your wisdom and sharing you with just not only myself, but to my listeners, it's, it's been (sighs) so amazing. Uh, thank you so much, Angelica. Uh, yes, I am so grateful. I've had so much fun. This has been amazing. And just being in this space with you is incredible. I'm so happy that I could be here. Thank you for inviting me. And yes, 
and good medicine. Absolutely. Like it feels amazing. This is incredible. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with everybody that's listening on, you know, when they hear this and I can't believe I'm number 11. Like, wow. I love 11. <laughs> I love the one ones like, oh my goodness. <laughs> We're, we are going to have to do this again, maybe for episode yes. 22. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a great idea. <laughs> so let's plan it. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you again for having me, Angelica. Really, I'm so, so happy to have been here and to, yeah, have this experience with you. <laughs> Likewise. Emboldened.